Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things about Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Henry J. filling in for Tyler Chisholm. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, episode number 68. Thanks for joining us today. So, Henry, how you doing? What's shaking? Good. Um, I got rid of my farmer's tan uh, last weekend because I went to mm. Wenatchee. Mm, congrats. Uh, yeah, it was a great time. I played with Oliver Elf Army at Wally's House of Booze, and it was a fantastic time. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are starved out there for any sort of live music so a bunch of kids came out and packed the place and they liked us and they didn't run us out of town so it was great nice yeah how about you oh you know just getting ready to have a baby got a clock's ticking clock's ticking uh the due date's less than a week away so just kind of waiting in anticipation trying to get as much stuff done as i can and um you know we launched our patreon last week we've already had over 80 people uh sign up to support us on that which is just unbelievably amazing and encouraging and um, so thanks so much to everyone um, who who's uh, supporting us there that's been uh, really really cool for sure thank you so much it's awesome to see the support definitely yeah big time is esther on on track for this due date she is uh, i think so yeah all signs are kind of pointing that way but uh with all due dates in my understanding it's uh it's a moving target and really you know she, she's like full term and so the baby could come at any time and I'm very self-conscious talking about this in front of a midwife I'm like am I, am I saying this right Gabby yeah you got it <laughs> for sure well I was going to lead into that because well you know all of your questions could potentially be answered it's true today because we have uh, Gabby from Bayside Birth in Midwifery right Midwifery. There we go. Mm -hmm. On the show, uh, Gabby has been a midwife for two years and is a good friend of ours. And we're excited to talk with her about what it's being, what it's like to bring a human into the world. Yeah, midwifery is such an interesting word. Midwifery. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you got to be in the know to pronounce that one correctly. Yeah, you guys are definitely not the first people to say midwifery. So yeah. probably don't, not the don't last. Feel <laughs> no, it's not one you hear every day. <laughs> Uh, so real quick before we jump in, if you're not familiar with Live in Everett, in addition to this here weekly podcast, we also do weekly videos, jam-packed weekly newsletter, we maintain an active blog, all sorts of good stuff. You can learn about everything we do over on the website, liveineverett.com. Shop and make a difference at Citrine Health, a nonprofit social enterprise Fair trade items at Citrine Market and Braza Plenty at the Bra Shop, including post mastectomy products, certified fitters are available. Need a mammogram or health exam? Call 425-259-9899 to see if you're eligible. Support your community at Citrine Health. So, Gabby, hi, how are you? I'm great. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. It's been a long time coming, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Doug, uh, a, a friend, and who's that? Oh, gosh. Hello? That's my Siri, sorry. Oh, Siri's oh. here, too. It's, it's Gabby cool. and Siri are here. Siri can join the party. <laughs> so, so, Doug has, yes. been, has been championing you to come on the podcast for a long time, friend of the show. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so now you're here. So we, I think we have to shout out Doug. Yeah, thanks, Doug. He, he is truly my biggest advocate. So There we go. Doug, your, your longtime uh, significant other. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I feel like we've, I feel like Doug's come up probably a few times <laughs> we love uh, in our podcast conversations. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah Doug. He's a local celebrity, you know. Yeah, local celebrity, <laughs> and I Will Keep Your Ghost, one of the best ever bands. So shout out to Doug. But 
forget Doug because this is about <laughs> you. This is about Gabby. So, um, what, what's your background in Everett? Have you lived here your whole life? Tell us how you. No, yeah. Here. So I'm from Kentucky, and um, I, Doug, and I both moved out here together about seven years ago. We've been together since high school, which everyone thinks is super dreamy, but you know, it's just reality. Um, but we moved out here about seven years ago. Um, we. Originally had our eye on Seattle or Portland um, and had a friend who lived here in Everett and she was like, well, why don't you guys come and stay with us until you figure everything out and then you can fig- you know, find an apartment wherever. Um, and then we ended up getting um, the Madrona, if you know that building, it's right by the library, it's a little sketchy, um, but we ended up moving in there and uh, haven't left Everett since. We love it here. Um, I'm pretty sure all of our friends who don't live in Everett kind of know us as the people who are like, yeah, you should definitely come to Everett. It's really cool here. <laughs> yeah. How do your friends feel about that? Do they avoid you? <laughs> like, like, oh, they're just going to try and uh, indoctrinate us with yeah. the Everett gospel. <laughs> I mean, when you live in a really cool place where people are moving and there's a pretty great culture, especially in the last few years um, since we've been here, it's really popped up. So, you know, it's hard to not be a big advocate. <laughs> And I'm, I'm curious, as someone from, uh, you said Kentucky, mm-hmm. what drew you guys to Everett? Well, um, so this kind of intertwines with um, midwifery. Um, so in Kentucky, home birth and community birth is not yet legal, technically. Oh, really? Yeah, which is really crazy because in Washington, you know, it's totally the norm, like state insurance will pay for it here but is, is that like is, is kentucky like the last state in the union no or are there a lot of states no surprisingly so there aren't that many i think there's maybe i want to say it's close to maybe 10 where it's either illegal or illegal to have a home birth interesting yeah and so kentucky is one of those and um I was interested in becoming a midwife and I didn't want to risk going to jail to do it. Um, So uh, yeah, we decided to move here because I had friends here and I knew people who lived out here. And when I was in high school, I met people from Portland who were super into Jack Kerouac. And I was like, Mm. those are my people. (laughs) So (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, you know, I I met you and Doug Mm -hmm. when you guys had basically just moved here yeah and i feel like you guys just seem like northwesterners like from the get-go thanks Um, like yeah i I don't think i would have would have guessed that you were i don't know is kentucky considered the south it's well it depends on who you ask um it's on the mason dixon line to give you a little bit of geographical history but um it's on the mason dixon line so some people consider it like the midwest some people consider it the south i consider it the south Gotcha. Um, Me too, because Colonel Sanders is from there, and he's a colonel. He is a colonel. So that's like that's a southern true. thing, right? Yeah. So I there you go. think so. Sure. I don't know. He looks <laughs> yeah. like a southern guy. R.I.P. I, I feel like a lot of like southern and midwestern culture might kind of blend together, but totally. Not that I really know anything about those cultures, so. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Um, well. Um, I feel like it takes a special kind of person to work in healthcare and I, cause I could never, I, I see blood and I just pass out. So, and I feel like an even more special person, it takes an even more special person to, to deliver a baby. So why, why did you choose midwifery? Why this line of work? 
That is a really great question. Um, so my family growing up has always been predominantly strong, opinionated women. Um, and one of their soapboxes is, you know, um, choices for women, making sure we have options, um, especially when it comes to reproductive health. And so um, knowing that midwifery and home birth was in a kind of a shady spot in Kentucky where women's choice was actually very limited, um, that kind of caused a little bit of an outrage for me. And so um, I wanted to pursue it and continue to open up options and make sure that um, home birth and reproductive health on terms for women is open and accessible to them. And for those that don't know, explain to us what a midwife does exactly. Totally. So um, the type of midwife that I am, there are two different types. Um, there is one uh, that's a nurse midwife, and those are the ones that you have in the hospital. Um, and then I am a licensed midwife and also a certified professional midwife. Those kind of go together. Um, but what what I do is basically provide um, prenatal care, um, postpartum care, and then obviously labor and birth. Um, I am, I practice in the home setting. Um, so that's a pretty cool space. We get to do all those things that you get to do in the hospital, but instead in your room or in your living room or wherever you want to be. Um, so yeah, basically we provide, um, healthcare in the childbearing year. So, so at, at, at Bayside birth and midwifery, do you guys do births there or is it just like an office? Yeah. So it's just an office. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's where I have my clinic days. And then I also do, um, in home care for people who want it. Um, so folks who, um, maybe don't want to deal with traffic or don't want to have to ship their kids around all over the place. Um, I also offer prenatal and postpartum care in their homes. So that's kind of nice. So you get a call and it's like, hey, the baby's going to come out. Yeah. And then you just hop in the car. Totally. That's crazy. Yeah. Cool. It's fun. It wow. definitely keeps my days and months and years um, interesting and keeps me on my feet. <laughs> Do you feel like you're always on call? Yes. So I'm a solo practitioner, um, hopefully not for too much longer, but, um, yeah, with that, I am kind of on call all the time, but I really actually like it that way. I like being able to be like, bye guys, got to go do something really freaking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's awesome. So before you were uh, a midwife, you were a doula. Mm -hmm. All right. I got it right. Cause we were talking about this on Facebook messenger yesterday. Um, so what is a doula? And why does it have a funny name? (laughs) Uh, Well, let's get into the etymology of the word doula first. Um, So doula is a Greek word, I think. um, And it means to serve women, um, which is basically what a doula is. Um, They are labor support, um, regardless of where you're giving birth, in a hospital or at home. Um, They're... um, yeah, working to help support your emotional being and your physical being and also providing support to your partner because especially for first-time families, a partner is going to go into that room and be like, holy moly, my person is in this crazy situation and they're feeling lots of feels and I don't know what to do. And having a doula there is a really good way to be like, this is super normal, you guys. You're doing amazing. Now let me rub your back. You go take a nap. <laughs> how many? How many? How many fathers have you seen pass out? 
Um, I don't think I've actually seen any any pass out. All right. Yeah. That's usually the stereotype. <laughs> That, you know, the father is just like, oh. I've seen a few that have to leave the room, but not anyone who like straight up blacks out. Yeah, hopefully that won't be me. You'll be fine. So Bayside Birth is your company. Yeah. And where is your office located? It is on 52nd and Colby. So if you know where the okay. golf course is, mm-hmm. it is right there. And um, I'm actually in the same building as a chiropractor and a massage therapist. So okay. it's kind of a nice little way to um, refer families to, you know, more holistic services. Nice. Yeah. Um, and what other services do you offer? Um, well, uh, I do still do the occasional doula birth. Um, I also offer placenta encapsulation. I don't know if you guys know anything. I'm sorry, my headphones are falling off. Um, I don't know if you guys know anything about placenta encapsulation, but it's basically where um, you take the placenta and dehydrate it, put it into capsules, and then the mom or the birth giver eats it from there. Um, I've heard heard of this. Yeah, there's mixed evidence, mixed anecdotes, but um, for people who want it, I'll do it for them. um, What about about planting it? like can't yeah. you like plant it totally well? all right yeah yeah i've seen the whole gamut of placenta usages we're gonna take a hard <laughs> we're gonna take a hard right turn from this conversation and i want to know what 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 else happens to the placenta yeah um okay so so you can eat it yep yeah you can bury it yeah what else can you do um so i've had multiple people who have taken a piece of it right after the birth and throw it into their like blender with some other fruits and vegetables and make a fresh placenta smoothie. Mmm. Mm. Gross. <laughs> no offense to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to any of my clients. <laughs> I support you in your decisions. Hey, you gotta do what you do, you know? <laughs> so what, what else? So you, so you dehydrate a placenta yeah. in your office. What, what, what else? Yeah. Um, so I do um, some basic breastfeeding support as well. Um, so that's kind of the nice thing of... Um, having a home birth midwife is you kind of get all these different things in your length of care. So you're getting really um, intimate prenatal care where we're really getting to know each other and I get to know your family and we become kind of family. (laughs) Um, And then you have your birth where you get to make all these great choices and be really supported in your home. Um, and then we have postpartum care where, um, you know, home birth midwives tend to offer a lot more thorough postpartum care than hospitals do. Um, so we're seeing people a lot more frequently in those, um, early days, which is really nice because then you get all this extra support while you're dealing with the situation that you've never dealt with before. Do you, um, do you ever see a kid on the street and you're like, Hey, <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Um, not on the street, but I do have a lot of Facebook friends of uh, who are parents of babies that I've delivered. So I get to see the kids growing up and getting older, which is cool. Do you, do you like kind of stay in contact with? I feel like it's it's you know this midwifery business is is so personal. Mm-hmm. Do you stay in contact with some of the the families afterwards? Yeah, do you yeah. Get, like, Christmas cards. And- <laughs> yeah, totally. They're um, one of the gals 
who, when I was a student, she had her baby and um, her labor was going super fast. And um, I wasn't at the point yet of catching babies, Um, but she came in and um, the midwife wasn't there yet. And so I rushed in and caught her baby for her. And it was my hundredth birth that I had ever gone to. So it was very Mm. special for both of us. And we're both still friends on Facebook and yeah, keep in touch with each other. And that's so cool. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Do you keep track of all the births you've been to? When, how many have you attended now? Um, I think I'm around 350. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. It's really neat. I do try and keep track because it's nice to look back and be like, oh, yeah, look at you know, where I was last year or two years ago. So what does a typical day in the life look like for you? Um, well, uh, like many medical professions, we have a lot of paperwork, (laughs) which is probably the least exciting part of my day. But, um, then, um, I will do, um, our clinic visits, which, um, either are feeling bellies and listening to babies through those bellies, um, or checking in with newly postpartum families and weighing those babies and checking in and make sure everyone is, um, thriving and feeling happy. Um, and then if I'm lucky, I get called to a birth, which is super fun. <laughs> and, and speaking of getting called to a birth, how many, how many babies do you deliver a week? So a week is hard to say. Um, what's like your average baby count per week for a week? Yeah. What would you say? What would you say that um, you're, what you're, what's your batting average for this? Maybe like one a week okay. right now. So it's hard when it's like a small practice to say break it down in weeks because like one of our local hospitals, for example, delivers like 300 babies in a month. Right. I figured you would just be going all the time. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, if I can average one a week, I think I walk away from that week feeling really good. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't put this in the outline, but I'm kind of embarrassed that I didn't. Why would somebody choose like like uh the midwife route over over the hospital what what are the pros and cons of that great question um so the the wherever you give birth is excellent no matter how you give birth is excellent you're bringing a life into the world that's amazing um but what some of the benefits of home birth would be that um you're kind of putting a step between yourself and the interventions that could potentially lead to um it's called a cascade of interventions so you maybe like get some pain medication which slows your labor and then that increases your likelihood for a C-section, for example. Um, So people um, who are really doing a lot of research and seeing these trends are deciding to have home births in order to put a step between themselves and the likelihood of having this cascade of interventions. Um, And then plus you get to um, be in your space and you can walk around and move as much as you want. You get to eat whatever you want. Your kids can be there. Your kids can be wherever else. Your partner can be there. Your whole family can be there. Um, And then you have a baby and get to crawl right into your own bed. You don't have to stay at the hospital for 24 hours afterwards. Um, So that's kind of the general benefits of having a home birth. I think you. I think it also depends on the person. Some people feel really safe being in a medical space and having like scrubs and machines and all of those things, and that makes them feel safe. Um, but I think a whole gamut of people would prefer to feel safe in their own space. Do you prefer doing water births? Do you do a lot of those? <laughs> yeah, um, I love doing water births. 
everybody, I love water birds. Um, but sometimes it's kind of hard because you're leaning over the side of a tub. So you have to get in these like funky mm. positions. So all of my midwife friends and I are like, yeah, we really got to like call our chiropractor and fill up their space. <laughs> but I do love water birth. I think it's such a special moment to, um, you know, really slow down the process of a baby coming into the world. I think when you're in a traditional birth setting, um, the hospital, then those moments go really, really fast and you don't really get to see it. And it's very dreamlike and it's hard to recall those instances. Whereas, um, you know, water birth and home birth, we really get to slow down that process and you get to see your baby's head coming and you get to see your baby's body coming. And then you get to see their reaction as they're realizing that they're not in their space anymore. So it's cool. So what is it actually like to deliver a child? Because <laughs> TV and movies, you know, you always hear it's just like, you know, women screaming like, oh, God. Um, yes. And I'm sure it's not like that at no. all. So what's it really like? Um, usually it is actually really um, calm for the most part. I are, mean, are you taking notes, Garrett? Yeah, Garrett. <laughs> Listen up. No. Calm. Um. Sign, me up. Sign me up for that. <laughs> Um, I think it's really, it it is, do not get me wrong. It is very intense to have a human come through your body, but, um, Oh, for sure. (laughs) I bet. I bet. But the, when you get to the point of actually pushing your baby out, you're so you've gone through this whole process where you're exhausted. So the pushing part when you're having a contraction can be really intense, but then in between it's, you know, usually silence and calm and a break in the storm if you will um and then it starts back up again so that's kind of the interesting about interesting thing about labor is it's really on and off um depending on if you're in a contraction or not and then uh yeah uh no most tv gets it very very wrong uh doug will actually vouch for me when i say this but i can't watch birth scenes on tv because they're just so inaccurate it drives me crazy but The Handmaid's Tale recently, if you've w- watched this season, there is a birth scene in there, and I feel like they got it pretty close. Hmm. So there's that. But yes, um, I do have a minor rant on that, if I can go on my little rant. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I do think that um, the media really does a disservice to women when they portray birth in that very scary way um, mm. because it really disempowers us. It takes away our right to be able to experience these really awesome moments um, that are completely life-changing where you really are meeting yourself and uh, meeting yourself at the extreme. And it takes away your right to feel powerful in that. And so, um, yeah, I just think that with especially how our political situation is right now, we need um, more power for, for women and birth givers and uterus havers um, when it comes to our reproductive health. And so I think the media is doing a really bad job of supporting us in that. Mm. That's my rant. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good <laughs> rant. I like it. I'm with you. Thanks. Um, so when you have delivered uh, these hundreds of babies, any <laughs> any like unexpected like crazy wacky things that have happened you know not really i mean yes crazy things do happen um i would say 
it's more like, I mean, crazy things happen. It's a medical experience. So things are happening all the time. I would say more the like funny things that happen, which I feel like there are a lot of when you're in the home birth setting because you like are seeing people's day-to-day lives. Um, I feel like those kind of stick out in my mind a little bit more. Um, recently I was at a birth and, um, I got there and the mom was working really hard. She was in labor, she's pacing around her house and her daughter was right beside me as I was setting up all my equipment. And, um, she's asking me all these questions and I think she's four ish. Um, and she's asking me all these questions and really, really into the whole thing that's happening. And her mom decides to get into the birth tub and um you know up to that point the daughter had been like right by my side and super into it and i like look around and she's she's gone and i'm like helping her mom into the tub and she settles in and then we turn back around the daughter's like in her bathing suit ready to get in too (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah so it's kind of like little things like that i think kids are really cool to have at births families always ask me you know is it appropriate to have my kid there are they going to be able to handle it and I would say like nine times out of 10 kids are like so intuitive and so into it. So yeah. I'm, I'm picturing like <laughs> this intense moment of a woman about to give birth in like the living room and then like a delivery person <laughs> comes and like knocks on the door and oh, hey, I need you to sign for this <laughs> waffle maker. And totally. Like, a little busy over here. Yeah. yeah. Amazon package arrives. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> your blue apron is here. <laughs> yeah. Your, oh, your Uber here. Eats has arrived. <laughs> Somebody order a pizza. <laughs> so, uh, what are this is the last question that we have for you before we go into the every question. So, what are some weird questions that you get from first time mothers? Because I'm sure that there's a lot. Yeah. So, you know, I think all questions are valid questions. Birth is an instance where something's happening to your body, and it's super hard to actually fathom a human coming through your body and then you produce milk and all of these things that you've never had happened happen before. Um, so I think most questions are pretty valid, but there are some really funny ones. Like the staple is everyone asks, you know, am I going to poop? <laughs> um, and, and the answer is yes. There you go. <laughs> most people do prepare. It's okay. Everyone does it. Your care provider does not care. Um, <laughs> Um, and then, um, yeah, the, it's just questions like that, like where people are wanting to know about their bodies. Some people will ask like, am I going to start like having milk spray out of every which direction? And, um, you know, if I'm constipated, (laughs) am I going to accidentally push the baby out while I'm pregnant and just funny things, um, but that are totally valid. Right. Well, I'm sure that there's a lot of misconceptions out there too. <laughs> totally. As Especially, well, yeah. You have to deal with. Exactly. When you're watching the media or, um, hearing horror stories from your friends or different things like that, it's kind of hard to picture that in all reality, birth is very logical and common sense and, um, it all goes pretty to T not to these crazy, like fairy tales we make up in our brains. <laughs> So uh, we're going to transition to some Everett questions here that we like to ask all of our guests. And the first one is, how have you seen Everett change since you've been here? I've seen Everett change a lot. Um, When we first moved here, you know, maybe it's that we were new to the area and we didn't really know that much, but I felt like there wasn't so much to do. The food scene was kind of meh. 
Um, and in the last few years, you know, um, Doug is in the music scene. And so that's a big part of our lives. And um, I've really seen that grow. And um, the food has definitely stepped up a notch, <laughs> quite a few notches. Um, yeah, I've seen it change a lot. It's really coming into like a modern age and it's some, it's become a place where I do want to tell my friends to move here because I don't want to leave. <laughs> nice. What is Everett's best kept secret? Mm, Everett's best kept secret. It's a tough one. That is hard. Um, shoot. Um, you know, I really, I think Everett's best kept secret is the Lowell neighborhood. I think it's so cute over there. It's so like craftsman homes and you have like this great view of the valley. Um, and I would really love to see some really cool businesses or restaurants open up over there. Cause I think that could be like the next hop in place for Everett. They have that really cool like strip when you go into like Lowell River mm-hmm. Road where there's a, those old buildings. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like something, yeah. something fancy could be over there. I always think all ages venue. Like yeah. a cool like DIY punk spot yes. in there, like kind of off in this neighborhood. Yeah. It'd be pretty neat. Maybe Black Lab Gallery number two can go over there. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like Lowell is a, is a sweet little zone. Like it's crazy because you're only a few minutes away from like downtown Everett, mm-hmm. but it just has such a quaint like removed feel. Like I feel like I'm out in the country totally. when I drive out to Lowell and I'm like, oh, I'm like five minutes from, you know, like 41st Street or whatever. And Right. And then um, you're also like 10 minutes away from Snohomish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Downtown yeah. Snohomish. Yeah, so you're kind of getting the, the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Everett is misunderstood? And if so, why? I do. I think... I, I, maybe it's because I didn't grow up here, but every time I talk to someone who's n- not living in Everett but from Washington, they're always like, oh, Everett, it's so dirty there. Or, There's so many issues or whatever. And yeah, I guess maybe that's like an outdated misconception. I've heard that back in the day, Everett was a little rough, but um, you know, people need to give Everett another chance. It's pretty great here. What does Everett need, if anything? Um, great. Uh, more cocktail bars. <laughs> we'll go with that. You can never have too many of those. <laughs> what can what can you not get here? I, I don't drink hard alcohol, so what, um, are you, what are you looking for? I mean, I love blue water, and I would just want like fourteen more of those, which maybe isn't so great for like business competition, but. I would love it. There we go. <laughs> Some more more cocktail bars like blue water. Gotcha. Um, what is your greatest hope for Everett's future? Mm, I want to see it keep growing. And I think that we really do have that opportunity. You know, starting my practice within the last few years, I did a lot of research on um, population growth in Snohomish County. And every year for the last 10 years, we've, gone, we've grown by like 3% or more. Um, and in terms of humans, that's quite a lot. Um, so yeah, I want to see more people coming here and moving this way and stop making Seattle be such a central location because I really hate going there and I would rather see this be, um, a big place of opportunity for musicians and families and cocktail bars. (laughs) Me too. I love it. Um, would you like to play a game? Sure. Well, it's time for everybody's favorite, Fast Favorites. 
Oh, God. <laughs> so we put 60 seconds on the clock. And uh, if you can answer all five questions within 60 seconds, which everyone has done from episode one all the way up to episode 68. Thanks yeah, for the pressure. So don't mess up. <laughs> we'll win a prize. Okay. So, uh, Garrett, do you want to ask the questions? Do you want me to ask the questions? I can ask them, sure. All right. Uh, yeah. Whenever you are ready. Ready. Go I'm for ready. it. Uh, where's your favorite place to eat? Seoul. Favorite place to drink? Blue water. Favorite place to watch the sunset? Um, I prefer the sunrise, and I'm going to answer Summit Park on that one. Favorite word to describe Everett? Uh, hip. Favorite thing to do when you have free time? Oh, in Everett? <laughs> Just in general. Um, in general? Probably Grand Park. Yeah, going out there, having a picnic. There we go. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for um, completely... Destroying my five fast favorites article that I have to write every single week by putting the sunrise. Sorry. I don't know how I'm going to do that. <laughs> so I guess I have next Monday all cut out for me. Um, now you get to pick a prize out of the bag. And now yeah. you get to pick a prize out of the bag. Okay. There we go. The streak continues of our guests not um, not screwing up okay. the fast favorites. Ooh. Oh, bada bang. A little notebook. notebook from a, made by Cat Snap. Cool. Local artist. Nice. Printed at her uh, studio here in North Everett. And it says thoughts, so I can put all my thoughts in there. There you go. Put them down. <laughs> Boom. And then, you know, if you have any bad thoughts, you can write them down <laughs> and you can uh, crumple them up and then eat them. <laughs> I th- Perfect. I think that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, where can people find out more about, uh, you know, what you do? Give us give us some spots. Yeah. Um, so I have a website, um, BaysideBirth.com. Um, please check that out. Um, there is also this super great um, new directory that's up for the Seattle area. It's called All Things Birth and Baby, I believe. Um, and it's a great spot to find other midwives, um, myself, doulas, childbirth classes, all of those things. So um, you can find me on there. Um, and then... Um, yeah, doulamatch.net is a cool spot too. Doulamatch.net. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like eHarmony. Yeah, yeah, eHarmony for doulas. <laughs> nice. I love it. Well, <laughs> thanks for hanging out for the Live and Ever podcast. We'd like to hear from you. Send us feedback, questions, whatever floats your boat to podcast at liveandever.com or leave us a voicemail now or a prank call or just whatever you want. 425 341 3731. Once again, that number is 425 341 3731. If you're listening on iTunes, take a minute to rate and subscribe to us. It helps a ton. You can keep up with all the good things happening around Everett by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter, The Weekly Goodness, at liveineverett.com slash subscribe. And if you enjoy Live in Everett, uh, you can also now support us on Patreon. Uh, even just $1 per month helps keep Live in Everett going. Uh, learn more at patreon.com slash liveineverett. Gabby, thanks you so much for being on this yeah, week's thank episode. You. I know that you were super nervous. You knocked it out of the park. Thank you again so much. This has been a blast. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. For, for sure. sure. Uh, special thanks to my band, Oliver Elfarmy, for our theme music and to myself, uh, Henry J, which, by the way, my radio show, The Stereo Wire, is coming to liveineverett.com starting August 3rd, so get ready for that. Good things in Everett uh, happen because of you. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. This is why we're Everett till the grave.